Good morning. It is so fun to be here. I get to speak in front of students every day, but not quite like this, which is a little bit scary. Uh, so anyhow, it's a pleasure. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Dale Gentry. I'm a professor. Woo! Hey. All right, who knew? Um, I'm a professor in the Department of Biology and Biochemistry, and those of you that are science folks, you probably know me, and those of you that have suffered through environmental science, you probably know me a little bit. Those of you that have that to look forward to, yeah. Anyhow, uh, so uh, I'm excited this week to kick off a theme, because you're gonna hear the same topic a couple times this week, which is this idea of, of, uh, of taking care of what God's given us. And so uh, you're going to hear from me today. You're going to hear from Professor Joel Light tomorrow, who's also a biology professor. And then on Wednesday, I encourage you to come back. You're going to hear from uh, some students, some of your peers, who feel passionately about these topics. And so, um, so anyhow, uh, thanks for, for your attention this morning and for allowing me to come and share with you. So this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. You already heard me say I teach environmental science. So you're like, oh, he's the environmental nerdy guy in, in the science department, which is completely true. Um, and so I want to uh, sort of lay the foundation for, for why this is an issue that I feel passionately about, and then I hope I can coax you into feeling the, the same way. And I think that as most of you, many of you at least, are probably aware, there's some, there's some debate about whether this is something Christians should really spend our time on, right? Either, either we see people uh, turning the environment into an idol, or maybe we uh, think that it's distracting us from the real work of God sharing the gospel, or maybe we associate it with a political ideology that, that differs from our own. One way or the other, there's this view that Christians should not be environmentalists. That's kind of a dirty word. And so um, I want to uh, help explain how stewardship is different from environmentalism. And see if I can coax you into, into joining me in, um, in starting to take some action, okay? So first, let's talk about this concept of stewardship. In Christian circles, especially in my Christian circle of, of science nerds, we like to talk about environmental stewardship instead of environmentalism. Why that distinction? What does that mean, right? So stewardship means, actually, most of you are probably familiar with stewardship on some level. If you've Growing up in a church, you've, you've been to Stewardship Sunday. What do we usually talk about on Stewardship Sunday at church? Uh, yeah, money, right, all right. Stewardship Sunday means money, right? That's a reminder to us that the money that we have in our pockets is not ours. It's a gift from God, and that's our church's friendly reminder that the tithing is something that we should do with that money. And so Stewardship Sunday is about what we do with what God gives us. And stewardship of creation is the same idea because this earth is not ours, it's God's, and he has put us on it in part to help take care of it. I like to describe it sort of like house sitting. Raise your hand if you are responsible enough to be a house sitter for someone. Yeah, okay, I, I'll, I'm impressed or skeptical. House sitting, right? Somebody goes on vacation to Florida, and they hand you the keys and they say, feed the dog, water the plants, mow the lawn, shovel the snow, whatever it may be. They expect you to take responsibility with something even though it's not yours, right? It's my house and I'm gonna let you 
take care of it. That's a big responsibility. And that's what this stewardship concept is. It's God's house, God's earth. He created it. It's for him. It's not for us. It's for his glory, not for our glory. But he kind of hands us the keys. And he says, I want you to do something with this. So it's God's earth. And he wants us to do good things with it. And so this concept is, is sometimes reflected in this, this cliche. It's kind of cheesy, not awful, but sometimes roll your eyes at these Christian cliches that we say, right, we are God's hands and feet. But I love this cliche because it, it's a good way for us to conceptualize this idea that God's powerful and God can do all this stuff, but sometimes he wants us to do it in his place, right? That's part of being created in God's image. It's not to just look like God. That's not what being an image bearer is. It's to act like God. And so when we think of God creating the earth and taking care of it, some of us just want him to do it, right? That's your responsibility, God. Uh, you know, I've got my schoolwork and my job and my relationships and my car and my dorm. I've got a lot to take care of myself. I'm going to let you take care of that big stuff. But that's not, that's not what we're called to do. Right? We are called to act in, as if we are God. We are to represent God to this world. And so that's what being image bearers is all about. We're supposed to represent God to this world. And we're, we're familiar with this idea. Right? I want to see if I can lay this out in simple terms. So we know God cares about something. Bible tells us what are the things that God cares about, and we know that God created us in his image, and we sort of understand that abstract concept. We know that we're fallen people, but we've been redeemed. Therefore, we should be good reflectors of that image. Therefore, we go to work, right? We take action. We, we get to it. So let me give you some, an example of this. You know, we know that God cares about and loves people. Scripture is full of that. Sorry, that's kind of small. I don't know if you can read that. Probably not got eagle eyes you might but basically these are a few verses that talk about god how god cares for people all people but especially people that are suffering people that are in need people that are hungry or thirsty right god loves those people uh, and then god tells us to love those people he makes explicit in something like 300 verses scattered all throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, God says, I want you to love people, especially people that are suffering and that are in need and that are um, uh, afflicted with, with challenges in this life. I want you to, to, to help them, right? And so that's what we do. We are God's hands and feet. We serve near, we serve far. We love people we know, we love strangers. We love with money, we love with time, we love with prayer. We are representing God to the world, saying, we, if God was here, this is what he would do for you, therefore that's what I'm going to do for you. That's part of our Christian ministry. Okay? So God cares about it. God creates us to represent him, redeems us, and then we go to work. That's the model. Okay? So what else does turns out that in addition to loving us, God loves lots of other things. And God has great interest and great care and great passion for all that he's created. If you dig through the Bible, you'll see all over the place. God, uh, one of my favorite places is the book of Job. Right? If you read through to the end of the book of Job, when Job's kind of like, come on, God, what, 
what's going on here? Why am I and kind of questioning God and not understanding what's going on? And, and God says, who do you think you are, right? Do you, do you understand the way the world works? Do you understand how and why things fit together the way they do? Do you know all these things and why they get up and why they go to bed and why they eat and why they sleep? That's, that's what I am. That's how big I am, right? That I am the, I'm the creator and the sustainer of all these things. So God cares tremendously about what he's created. I love these verses in, verse in Matthew, which we, which we all know pretty well as an example of how much God loves us. But we forgot that that's also an example of how much God loves everything he's created for, especially birds, right? We know birds. Uh, he says, not a, single, not a single sparrow, not a single bird falls to the ground outside of your father's care. Of the billions and trillions of birds, not a single one falls to the ground outside of your father's care. And he loves us even more, right? So he loves us, that's great. And he loves birds and, and other things too. He loves all those things he's created. He says, every animal of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills, I know every bird in the mountains. And the, even the insects. I think mosquitoes. Are the mosquitoes part of that? I think he even loves the mosquitoes, right? God saw all that he has made. And it was very good. So there's no doubt, there's no question, there's no debate about whether God loves what he has created. Okay, so we know what God cares about. And then he gives us some pretty explicit instructions when he created us. So if you dig back into the first page in your Bible, you'll find that God says when he created us, he said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over it and take care of those birds and the fish and the animals and the land. And then later it says, God, the Lord God took the man and he put him in the garden to tend it and watch over it. Right? So that's us. That's, that's, we are created in God's image. We are here on this earth to show the rest of the world what God does, what he loves, what he cares about. We are to work for his good and his glory. And therefore, that's why, yes, Christians, we should be out there working to take care of God's good earth. This is kingdom work. This is mission work. This is for the glory of God. It shouldn't be an idol. It's messy politically. There are reasons to sort of maybe roll your eyes at it. But this is what God calls us to do. It shouldn't get in the way of sharing the gospel. It's part of sharing the gospel. It shouldn't get in the way of loving people. It's part of loving people, right? So there are a growing number of people who are saying this is, this is a good way to show people what God is all about and how to love people. And so I'm here to try and um, encourage you to, to uh, follow the lead of myself and some of your peers who are working to, um, to sort of reinvigorate our passion for uh, the stewardship of God's creation that is instructed to us uh, in the Bible. So we're going to start uh, changing the way we do things around here. We're going we're to change our ways. Uh, we hope for the better. And we're going to start with, uh, we're actually going to do a lot of things, but we're going to start with a little more Another maybe a little bit of a cliche, like, okay, recycling, and the, whoop, oh yeah, come back, come back to us, right? So a little bit, you've heard that story before. But I, I love the topic of recycling, 
in part because it's so easy to defend, right? How could you, how could you, why would you ever consider not recycling something? So for those of you that aren't familiar, God, if you're not familiar with the scriptures, you read through it, what you'll find is that God did not create us for wastefulness. He doesn't want us to waste our money. He doesn't want us to waste our time. He doesn't want us to waste our energy. He wants us to work for his glory. He also doesn't want us to waste what he has created. Uh, and yet, sometimes we make a habit of doing that. We make these things and we use them and they're useful at one point, but then after we're done using them, we say they're garbage and we, and we chuck them and we get rid of them. We take something that was useful and we make it something useless. Right? And that's, uh, that's not a good model. I think better to take something useful, use it, and then turn it back into something useful again. And then do that over and over and over again ad nauseum. That's a, that's a never-ending uh, process, right? So we want to get in the habit of taking something useful and making it useful again instead of throwing it in the garbage and making it useless, right? So this is, I think, just a simply the right thing to do. I can't conceive of any reason not to do it. I know there are people that will argue uh, against it for various reasons, but I, I just think it's, it's it, this is a no-brainer, okay? Now, if that's not enough of just sort of let's do the right thing, look at this ex fantastic example of fiscal motivation. Uh, those of you in politics, this is a good example of some fiscal motivation. Uh, the uh, Ramsey County, in which we currently sit, uh, has some policies in place so that all corporations, all businesses, whether for-profit or non-profit, when they uh, get their waste delivered, right, we pay someone to haul our garbage away, we pay a 70% tax on that garbage. And we pay 0% tax on our recycling. That's not very subtle, right? They're, they're letting us know what they want us to do. Please do not put things in the garbage. Please recycle, and we're, we're basically gonna, we're gonna save you a bunch of money if you're willing to take this very simple step, this very simple effort of recycling. So the good news is that in addition to sort of just doing the right thing, you might cut your tuition a little bit too, perhaps. I don't know, maybe President Kerry can see what he gives me. But, but so your tuition, right, goes to paying that tax on the garbage that's thrown away. All that stuff comes out of, of, of everything. So. Um, so we are trying to save the university some money and do the right thing, and so we're gonna do some more recycling. And so this is one of the good things. Here's, look, look at some examples of opportunities where we can improve. Uh, every year we throw away 120,000 plastic trash can liners, okay? Uh, part of that is because we, too many of them, they get thrown away every day. There's like one, you know, one apple core in there, and so they say they throw away the whole thing. Um, and so we're gonna, we're, one of the things we're gonna try and do is throw away less trash, and maybe that will result in less trash can liners. $33,000 every year of Bon Appetit's budget goes to disposable utensils and those you know, clamshells that you put your food into. And so, uh, and so we're, we're trying to avoid that as well. You know, the whole concept of disposable People love it, right? It's convenient, and I can just, when I'm done with it, I throw it away. Oh, I don't really like this. Those of you that have taken environmental science, and you know, 
I don't like disposable. Disposable is a bad idea. Disposable is like, how can we intentionally create more garbage? And so we're going to try and avoid some of, some of these disposables. Not to say that we're not going to eliminate them. There's uses for them. But we're going to try and make better decisions. Okay? So how, what are we going to do? In addition, you know, we're already doing some of this. This is a good example of just sort of a no-brainer, right? There is food waste out there. We're not going to eat all of it. And sometimes the kitchen produces waste. And so some of that food waste that we produce goes to pigs, right? I love that. That's a brilliant example of taking something useless, rotten food, and making it useful, feeding pigs, right? We don't need to feed pigs corn and soybeans. We can feed them your food scraps. And then the pigs are nourished so that we can later eat them. And, and then we're making use of our food, okay? This is a good example of just sort of a no-brainer. Why wouldn't we make use of something that would otherwise have been useful? So what are we going to do? Well, uh, one of the things that, we're, that you'll hear about, uh, that I'm advocating for, and you'll hear Professor White talk about it tomorrow, and when we have students up on the stage on Wednesday, we're going to talk about a new group of students and faculty and staff, a whole bunch of people that are sort of all like-minded. We say, we want Northwestern to do better in these circumstances. And so we have a new club called the University Sustainability Initiative. Awesome name. And this is uh, a group of students who are passionately saying this is God's work. Let's not, it's not a distraction from the gospel. It's part of glorifying God through taking care of what he has given us. And so um, after you all leave here, I want you to go get in line at the club fair and put your name on the plaque if you want to, if this is something you're passionate about. And join this club, the University Sustainability Initiative, so that we can make decisions and have about what better to do on campus and how to take care of our waste. And also just have some community about people that share these passions. Right? And if this is not a passion of yours, I know it's not a passion of everybody, uh, then you know, there are probably better clubs for you. But if this is something that you're interested in, please, please consider joining. Okay? What else are we going to do? So we're going to, we already have some recycling on campus. We're going to do even more of it. You're going to start seeing more and more of these single sort recycling containers. Single stream means everything goes the same, right? The plastic and the cardboard and the paper and the glass and the, you know, we've got, I don't know, tuna fish cans or whatever, you know, whatever things that are recyclable, they all go in the same container. And those are going to start popping up in more and more places on campus, including the dorms. Yahoo! And the library and classrooms and shared spaces all over the place, right? So we're going to do more recycling. We're also going to start composting. Yes! Okay. So coming this spring, I don't know exactly when. We're working through the contracts and all the details right now. But we're going to start composting because you know all those little clamshells you put those, your food in? When you're done with it, that doesn't need to go in the garbage. That can be reprocessed. For those of you that aren't familiar with composting, all, uh, many of these things that go in the garbage, like paper and, and many of the food waste, that can be biodegraded and turned back into something really valuable, compost, good, good soil for, for growing plants. Um, so we're going to be composting. Uh, we are also going to be uh, encouraging you to change your behavior in a couple of subtle ways, right? One of the things we've noticed is that there are some people do things like get a banana and then put it in one of those to-go containers and then, you know, go 
carry your banana around in your little case, your little banana case, and then you eat your banana, and then you throw the banana peel in the garbage, and then you throw the clamshell in the garbage, and it's like, really? So one of the things we, we want to try and do is reduce the unnecessary use of these to-go clamshell things. And uh, I heard a rumor in one of our meetings last week that there, that some students think that if you put your salad in one of those to-go containers, that it, it's cheaper, it costs less, right? Because the little to-go container weighs less than the little plate that you put your salad on. So you're like, actually, it costs more. What? Well, I, I know it. <laughs> yeah. It costs more because the, the little thing that where you weigh your salad, they already know the plate's going on there, so they, they hit the little tear button or whatever, so the plate's not calculated in with the mass of your salad, but your little shell is. So you're paying for, you know, unless you eat those things, does anybody eat those things? Is that like a taco shell or whatever? I don't know. So, so don't use those things if you don't need them. If you need it, you know, like I teach an 1130 class, environmental science, I'll see some of you in a few minutes. Um, if you need lunch in there, that's great, bring it. But if you don't need it, don't use it. Uh, we've also heard that a lot of students, like if you're gonna go down and eat on the first floor of NAS, then you'll get your lunch in a little to-go thing so that you can, don't have to walk back upstairs to put your dishes away, I guess. Um, and so we're gonna start putting some of these little like busing tubs, I don't know if that's the right term, but we're gonna start putting tubs where you can put your dishes downstairs by the student government offices, by the coffee shop, so that you can eat your lunch in your happy place, wherever that might be, and then, and then you can put your dishes away downstairs so that you don't have to, you don't need a to-go container if you're just gonna go eat your lunch, you know, in the cafeteria somewhere. So this is the, this is the tip of the iceberg of trying to just be wiser with our resources, being, uh, uh, smarter with, with what God has created so that we can glorify him through his creation. Now I want to make a, a plug for a few other things. We're also trying to put, uh, implement this into some of our uh, academics. Uh, Professor Light and I this summer, we're going to be teaching a class called Sustainable Urban Agriculture. Right? So who wants, who wants to you know, learn how to plant food and learn where food comes from and, and learn how to take care of a garden and Take care of food. That's kind of fun stuff. It's we're going to be outside a lot. We're going to be visiting farms and seeing chickens and all kinds of that, that kind of stuff. So, so I'm running out of time. So, anyhow, if this is a topic that you're interested in, come back Tuesday, come back Wednesday. Go sign up for the club so that we can glorify God by taking care of all that He's created.